podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Sam Keir, host of Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. For the past 12 months, I've been talking to T20 star David Visa, getting his take from behind the scenes at the IPL, the 100 and the rest of the world's biggest leagues. That's the Donnelly view system deal. There's no <laughs> ways in my mind that was up. These guys don't know how to win at this stage. He had his driver pick him up in his Bentley. People start chanting your name. You kind of have to pinch yourself. Hitman for Hire, a year in the life of a franchise cricketer. Listen now, wherever you get your podcasts. Sport Social. Discover the new 3-Step Pro Partial Range, specifically designed to clean your partials and remaining teeth in three simple steps. Clean your partial, strengthen your natural teeth, protect your whole mouth. Stand up to further tooth loss with Polident Pro Partial. Available at Walmart. Zenni offers prescription glasses starting at $6.95, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenni.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. Hello, good evening and welcome to the Fatback 4 for this Sunday night. Um, I hope you all had a brilliant Christmas. We took a couple of days off and had a great time. This show, of course, is brought to you by Manscaped, manscaped.com. Enter LFCDT and get 20% off and free shipping. Um, anyone I know that has bought this stuff, love it. Um, the lads all love it. We have got um, the nose clippers on the way. Weed Whacker, I think it's called. And yeah. Grizz just told us beforehand, he said, listen, I can't wait for this to arrive. He said, my nose is getting it. Um, so, listen, now we all know what uh, state Grizz's nose is in. But listen, this show... Um, we are going to look back at Liverpool 1, West Brom 1 from earlier on at Anfield. People have asked us why we didn't. Um, we don't do immediate match reactions today. Um, well, if you watch the reaction on Twitter and um, possibly yeah. on other shows uh, around, you would see that it was just chaos and mayhem. We've taken a couple of hours to sit down, relax and come along here and give our reaction. It may get a bit tasty though, in fairness. Um, you are all very welcome. If you have, if you are watching and you're subscribed, Fair play to you. If not, please hit the subscribe button. Please hit the like button. And of course, follow us across social media. I'm going to get straight into it. Um, and Grizz, I'm going to come to you first. Um, the lineup, you know, it's, it's a lineup we pretty much expected. Um, there was, there was probably a little bit about, you know, would it be Jones? Would it be Kata? Kata, of course, doesn't end up in the squad. Klopp says beforehand, he's a little bit injured again. And um, that's unfortunate. But what, what can we do? Uh, were you happy enough with the lineup, Grizz? Because I think, I th- again, I think if, I think it kind of picked itself. Yeah, it pretty much did, especially um, given the, the break we had. Um, you know, it was a sufficient enough break for the same lads that have smashed Palace to go again, kind of thing. Although, you know, Naby, we won't know if Naby would have been selected if he was fit. Um, but apart from that, uh, strongest lineup. Moe's had a break, so you expected him to come back into the team. Mane, you know, scored scored goal against Palace. Bobby in great form. So yeah, the selection was fine. Um, you know, I thought we'd start off very quick, especially given the time off we've had, and we did. We started off uh, very quick. Um, the opening 15, 20 minutes was was um, was very encouraging. 
Um, but um, but yeah, after that was a bit of a bit of a damp squib from my point of view. Keith, we knew um, we knew what way they were going to come in and the way they were going to approach this game. The only thing I was looking for was Wild's kind of like Cater or Jones, or could he go with two of them, um, which were both available? Because as we've seen as the game progressed, and, and even from the very start, he went with literally six at the back and four in midfield, or four at the back and six in midfield, whatever way you want to um, go around it. But the lineup is, is, is fine, isn't it? You think, there's, yeah, there's just, there's just enough there and we just need to be patient, play our game and, and we come out with three points here. Yeah, I mean, considering <clears throat> there's a couple of changes from the Palace game, but those were changes that were made from previous. You know, if you look on form, the team today was probably the, the strongest team. Um, question marks about Kate and maybe going into the midfield over Jones, but we'll come on to him later. Um, but, yeah, the team lineup was was fine. You're looking at it, and what you want is a good start. And with those players out there, you expect them to be able to get into the game, and you expect them to be able to control the game because you know what West Brom are going to do. Too much is being made of Sam Allardyce's influence. Let's be clear about that. West Brom have been getting good results. They've done the exact same thing. I know could have been Sean. You could have said this in the chat. They've done the exact same thing against Man City two weeks ago and got the exact same result. This isn't a, sta- a Sam Allardyce thing. It's just a killing us that he happened to park up at the time that it happened. They were treating it up against Chelsea earlier on the season, fluffed that one to get back to trio. West Brom aren't a bad team, but they have a way of playing, and it's it's not really about playing ball. It's it's disrupt. It's getting their um, kicking and, and little niggly fouls, and we... We handled that early on, as you expect. But the issue with this team currently, in my opinion, is someone put this on Twitter, and it could have been someone in the chat, they're very knowledgeable in our chat. We're not putting their foot on the throat of teams when we're going one nil up. We're not. I don't know if it's that we're, we're taking, you know, an arrogance or a cockiness, but we're not killing teams when we should and that's something I'd like to see us changing going forward but the team selection I thought was was fine you know it's what you'd, you'd go with a player like Curtis Jones who you'd say maybe if a toss up between him and Naby Keita well Curtis Jones has been one of our best performers in the last few weeks so you know there's no questions about him starting hindsight's a wonderful thing and we'll come on to that as well as the show goes on but you know it was it was just a, one of them days but the lineup, no arguments Oh, I don't think there is an argument over it. You know, a couple of people in the chat there are saying well, with that midfield, um, maybe we could have been a bit more, went a bit more creative in midfield because we knew Allardyce and West Brom. I disagree with you slightly. I think Allardyce has a huge influence over this game. Um, because, you know, West Brom, like away at Man City, somebody says there they could have lost four or five. I think, and, they probably played it and went to see what we can get. Sam Allardyce isn't going here to see what we can get. Sam Allardyce is going with an absolute plan. And I could see it after 20 minutes. He's staying in that game for 80 to 80, 85. And then he's going to have a go for five or six minutes and hope to get Yeah, but that's a shithouse tactic, boy. But, that, but, but, that, but, 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 but I don't care if it's a shithouse tactic. That's yeah, the game. I have no problem with the tactic. Game but what I mean is that the team is the team. And, and Allardyce, if I had to be in Billage, he'd have been doing the same thing. But, but right. the game went game exactly as Sam Allardyce wanted. Exactly as I wanted. Because he doesn't care that he sits back. Billich might be a bit more open and, and let's, let's take our chances and see how, see how it goes. Allardyce is sitting there on 45, 1-0 down on 60 and he's going, this is great. This is absolutely great. I'm not doing anything. I was going to say, he made his move about 78 minutes. I thought it was, it was actually earlier than he expected, but he, he absolutely, um, 
has that game in the palm of his hand exactly as he as he likes it, in my opinion. Shawnee, I want to touch on something about the team selection because, you know, the argument was about um, Keita, Jones, what way could he do it? I was actually thinking before the game, could he do something and maybe get the two of them in the side because you'll need some creativity against yeah. what we knew what was coming. But Keita isn't even in the squad and I don't want to get into it, let's all bash Nabi Keita, but just the frustration again, Sean, he plays eight days ago. He's really, really good. And we're, here we are after what's meant to be a break to refresh and, and be ready to go. And he's not in the squad. Like it's, it's, it's becoming a massive frustration of mine now, Sean. It really is. And, and I know you felt the same. Yeah. Especially with the way the game panned out today. I think, well, like for large parts of that game, I was looking at Gina. Now, this isn't a, a slight on Genie. I just thought he looked like a spare man. It just he genie is normally in there to cut off passing lanes and kind of retain the ball when you're under pressure and in, in games when you need a, a little breather. Genie will just take the ball, slow the game down, and adjust the tempo. He he, we didn't need that from him today. So I just felt like he was a bit of a spare man for a large parts. Um, Kate that game would have been well suited to because Kate gets the ball, he bounces it off the front line, creates little spaces, little runs in behind, and that's exactly what we needed today. But Again, it's just Groundhog Day with Keita, isn't it? Just uh, a very good performance at, at Crystal Palace and we were all thinking, right, well, if we can put a run together. But again, it's just the frustration. And it even seems to be, even when you look at Klopp's comment, he was like, yeah, a little bit injured. Like, yeah, what can we do? So uh, I think we need to take stock on, on Naby Keita in the remaining months of the season coming into the summer and seeing what we can do with him because um, I'm not sure what use any player is to know how good they are, how talented they are technically. If they're not available enough, they're just no use. They're no use. They're not there when you need them. And today was a day where we needed them and he wasn't there. But all of that being said, that 11 was good enough to get three points today, which we all thought was a gimme. Let's be honest, everyone was going on. And I, I'm with Keith. I don't think... Sam Allardyce stamped his authority on this team, West Brom team, yeah, at all. It was the exact same as the, the game at the Etihad. One bank of six, and the rest just all patched up. Let them go wide. If you watch their game, normally a lot of their uh, wing play comes from that long diagonal, cutting out their fullbacks, and you either have Trent or Robbo getting on the end of it. Robbo had acres to just run into today. And the amount of times you just played one or two's art, one two's art, man, and get in behind. And they were happy to do that. They were happy to deal with the incoming balls all day because they knew for a fact, yeah, we'll deal with it. The only one they didn't deal with was when we when we short-sighted them and Matt up fizzes one into fucking Mane's chest. And we're not where it's a brilliant little bit of ingenuity. And it was the only bit of ingenuity we showed all day. Um yeah. it was a it was a terrible performance. People were saying that we were dominant and all that. I don't buy that at all. It was there was nothing dominant about it. it. We literally played right into West Brom's hands. And I'm not even gonna say Aladice's name because I don't think he deserves the fucking the, the credit for it. Because like Keith said, they done this two weeks ago against City. They let the two best attacking teams in the country say, Yeah, do you know what? Whip balls all day, we'll deal with that. And even Carragher remarked in, in commentary that uh, there's, there's 2,000 fans here today. If this is still at one nil at 80, they, they'll start to feel that the, that nervousness and the tentativeness will creep into the side. West Brom had a go straight away in the second half. 
that's how poor we were in the first half. They were at it straight away in the second. They started challenging second balls straight away in the second half. Yeah, man, what's his name? Uh, Grant, is it? Yeah, Carl and yeah. Grant. Yeah, start pinning the centre back. It wasn't just they were just lumping balls up towards all day, saying have the ball back. Um, we were atrocious. That and then McConville they hit the nail on the head. We were atrocious. We did not play to wear standards whatsoever. There was way too many poor individual performances, and as a collective, it it was shocking. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I I agree with you. I think when you say dominant, I think. You know, you, you look at the, the the stats and you look at the, the passes and, and the amount of yeah. passes in their half and stuff like that. But, but at the end of the day, the stat comes out, Liverpool had two shots on target and West Brom had three. Um, you know, and like I usually go through this game and, and, and talking points and stuff like that in chronological order, as you'd say. But Grizz, I want to kind of do it in phases because Liverpool were at it from the beginning, I felt. I thought they, they, they came out, they quickly realised as if it wasn't a, a, an absolute mystery, but, you know, to, unf- to unlock. But, they quickly realised what, what West Brom are going to do. But I thought our passing was good. First 15, anyway, passing was good. It was sharp. There was movement. We were trying to drag them here and there and everywhere. And we get the goal. And Grizz, we did look sharp there. And I thought 12 minutes, goal by Mane, great ball by Matip, great touch, great finish. I thought it's not going to change much, but it's going to show West Brom that if you're not on it here, we will open you up. It was the perfect time, wasn't it, Chris? First 15, you get a goal, you think, great, let's make this two or three before half time, and then the second half is a, is null and void. Yes, um, you know, we make, we make, we often make jokes with the early goal help. And it was literally a case of the early goal, I thought, kind of confused us in the rest of the game because their approach was, I mean, there's levels of parking and the bus and, you know, the majority of teams uh, do that against us, but literally they were playing with four centre halves, their wingers as two wing backs, and then four. So it was a six four zero. So every time they were kicking the ball out, there was no outlet for them or nothing. So we it seemed like we had them camped in their half, but they had set camp. It was um, voluntary camp. Didn't have them camp through um, amazing speed of pass. Well, in that first twelve minutes, we did. And we got to go with it because that was Matip's, again, um, incisive pass into Mane. Mane's touch, fantastic. You know, similar finish to, to Man United. He scored one, didn't he? But on his, you know, the, the shot was with his left foot. So you think to yourself, if we keep this intensity and get that second goal, because I was begging and just hoping that we get that second goal because against a team like West Bromwich Albion under Sam Allardyce, it's the second goal that's crucial, not the first one. The force of the first one means fuck to bonus, you know, for us and it's good, but it doesn't mean F all to them. They're still in that same zone of we just keep this at one nil. All right, they've scored. We go back into camp. And I think we got a bit confused, complacent. I don't know what the word is to use at the moment lethargic we we didn't know whether to go full out attack and carry on with the same intensity or just to keep the position of the ball and then pick them off i thought we i thought our final ball from the wide situations was atrocious i know robo got a lot of praise for his energy but i think you rushed a lot of crosses in without actually having a look first um and and even though he scored the goal i thought mane and mo had had an absolute disaster of a game if you ask me I thought I thought their movement was nothing like it as usual 
Sadly comes in field when he's not having the ball. You know, there was nothing of that. It was very basic. It was very ponderous. And, you know, you've got to criticise the midfield for that as well. I thought all three of them were ponderous after that initial 15-minute burst. I thought they were ponderous on the ball, Gav. Yeah. Keith, <clears throat> I, I, said, I said after the game, what? Actually, I said about 20 minutes into the game, you know, we were 1-0 up, we were playing really well, we were on top. We were, you know, we, like Grizz said, they'd no outball, they were just getting rid of it and not even challenging. <clears throat> we were just taking hold of it in their, own, in their half or on the halfway line and starting again. But, I, I, you know, people would think, ah, this is great because they've no outball. But I, I think it actually wore on Liverpool. And what I mean by that is Liverpool just didn't feel like they had to look for ideas, didn't feel like they had to look for different patterns. They just saw... And I, I believe a bit of cockiness came into it, Keith. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Because while I'm watching this game, I said after 20, we don't score the second. And we get to 85. This is where he does, this is where he does his business, Sam Allardyce. And he will do for the remainder of this season with West Brom. But I felt we kind of got lulled into it, Keith. And we just, it, it was like, you know, reset, repeat, reset, repeat. You know, play it out wide, little balls here or there, and then just put it in the box. And that's what he wanted. You know, Am I right in thinking that we just got a little bit cocky and a little bit naive to exactly what he was planning and what that West Brom team wanted out of this game after 75, 80, 85? Yeah, I mean, obviously they they knew they weren't the better team. I mean, they were obviously looking to stay in it, be in touch and distance on 70 minutes and then see what they can pull out. At. That's that's their game plan. You can see that a mile away. And like you said, whether that's Allardyce, whether that's Sean Deutsch, whether that's any of the other skid marks down the bottom of the league that don't look to play ball, that's their game plan every week. Something I want to say to Grizz there about Robbo, I, I know what you're saying. I thought he he was fizzing balls in, but I thought he was putting good deliveries into areas that should have been attacked. I think, you know, the forwards were maybe a half a yard off getting onto them. I wouldn't criticise him for that, but I'm going to come on to Robbo later on because I thought he stunk it out in the second half. But, you're right, Gav. We let them, uh, we let them camp and set up their, their block and we played into their hands. If we look at something we said at the start of the show there was that we're not putting our foot on the throat of teams and, and really forcing home um putting them to the sword. Against Crystal Palace, we done that. We started off not too dissimilarly, dissimilarly against Palace. We scored an early right, an earlier goal against Palace, albeit. But then we weren't great after that. But we got the second goal and then we got the third goal and we killed it. Now, look, if my auntie was my uncle, she'd have balls. But if we'd have been able to do the same thing today, it would have been a similar outcome. But we didn't put our, our we didn't stamp our authority onto that. Now, if we look at the... Grizz touched on the performances of Mane and Salah. I thought they were atrocious today. But there was a few in the team that were. If you look at the Palace game... Now, I'm not blaming Mo Salah. I don't, I'm not going down that road. But we had uh, Minamino playing in there. We had Firmino and we had Mane. And the runs they were making... Minamino especially, I thought, was making a lot of clever runs. We didn't get any of that today. Not Mo's fault. I'm not comparing Mo with Minamino. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but we didn't have that sort of... that. Um, cleverness or goyle in our front play today. Mane got a goal, got a lovely goal, let's be honest. But he didn't deal much after that. We played into their hands. You, you look at the way West Brom set up, right? He had um, Dara, what's his name? Dara O'Shea, is it? Yeah. At centre back, big lump. He had um, the other lad, uh, what's his name? <laughs> a whatever his name is. Uh, great, big centre back. Big stick. They had Kieran Gibbs at full back. Well, Kieran Gibbs can sit, 
playing a centre-back as well. Like They had big lads. It was a, In some ways, you'd say, yeah, it's a typical Allardyce team. You stand them up against the wall, put the big lads all in there. But we needed a bit of craft to get through them. I thought Romain Sawyers had a great game for them in centre midfield, breaking up the play. It was easy to break up air play today, but he was using it cleverly as the game went on. We didn't have any craft to get in there. Now, we touched on Naby Keita there. I thought Naby Keita was excellent against Crystal Palace. Excellent. It's probably one of his best games he had for us. I thought Minamino was excellent against Crystal Palace. But today, Minamino doesn't get the call, but Keita has gone missing. It's the things like that. It's not having that little bit of craft in there. Oh, I'm not going to say Minamino's a midfielder. He, he can play in the midfield, but he's maybe more of an attacker. But it's that little bit of goil that we just didn't have. I felt Genie and Hendo were getting bypassed by yeah, but- ourselves. And we never got a foot in the game in the midfield. It was one of those... Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. It was one of those games where the opposition knew exactly how we're going to set up. And it was one of those games where you'd wished and hoped we had a full squad to, to shock them and not play exactly how he thought we were going to set up. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, yeah, but, but, we couldn't do that. Yeah, but it is. I, I get what you're saying there. You know, if you had if you had certain players and you changed it and done something different. But w- w- the point I'm trying to make here is that with those players on the pitch, right, the way we kept playing, we kept getting the ball, getting it wide, trying to do something fancy at wide, and then just putting it in the box. And what I'm saying to you is, that for me, I'm looking at this going, lads, there's... I just felt this team were dragged into this way of playing and the cockiness came in that, oh, we just get dragged into this way of playing, even yeah. if they knew it. And what happened was he just went, oh, we just keep crossing in because they're not going to score. Sure, this is just a bit of crack for 90 minutes. And that's what Liverpool actually beat themselves today. Not but they didn't get beaten, but they, 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 they threw away the chance of, of, of taking an easy three points by absolutely playing the same thing over and over and over again. And that's down to people being, it's, it's not a naivety. The naivety comes later on. It's, it's a cockiness and uh, I suppose does, it's lacking something. A, a little but bit you know what? Lacking, little, that's little, exactly uh, the word there. Intensity. We don't play with the intensity. We had this confidence. Sorry for cutting across you, right? Before the okay. COVID, before the breakup. Um, of the season last year we were going into games like that and we were cocky and we were confident and we were arrogant and we knew let them have the ball and we can do it if we're 1-0 down look at the Villa game last season if we're 1-0 down we're playing we're playing we're playing we're going to get the chances that we need because we're, we're playing with that level of intensity since that Corona virus outbreak and we won the league the intensity has dropped right despite running, we've had some great games this season but the intensity isn't there and that's what's killing us, I think. That's the difference. We don't have the intensity that we had for two years. And it's hard to keep that intensity. Man City couldn't do it. It's hard to keep that intensity when you're, when you're going for your target is a hundred points in a season. You know, it really is. It's hard, um, to keep her up, but that's what we're missing is the intensity. Hmm. Craig Lowe says, um, Having said that, Bobby scores today and it's happy day. It swings around about. So I get what you're saying, Craig. But, um, and we will get to that later on because there is a couple of chances there. But Shawnee, am I going mad here when I, when I, when I'm watching this game thinking we're just, 
going through the motions, I suppose, and the motions was Wyatt cross, Wyatt cross, we'll get it back, we just keep doing it. It was nearly a case of like a challenge to Liverpool themselves to say, well, this is what they want us to do and we're not under any threat. So what we do, especially first half, so what we do is we just keep doing this and see if we get it. And and it was nearly a kind of, we keep doing this and if we score off one of these crosses, we kind of go, aha, we got you because that's what you wanted us to do and we beat you. It's, were Liverpool kind of dragged into this for you? Yeah, we slept walk through the game. We were too pedestrian. Uh, why, like the decision making was awful, especially from the midfield players. I thought Hendo was shocking today. Like I, I really did. I thought his final pass was. There was just so many times when there was other players in space, and you could just see him lifting his head, and try floating into the back stick. Yeah. Um, games like that, you expect little, little bits of magic from your front three because there was there was times when the ball was sticking to Bobby. He trapped one in the box at one stage, and I was thinking if someone just makes the run off him, and then he plays a little one two with Salah, and it's just nothing came off for us today. But at the same time, we didn't do enough to make anything happen. Like we we. Literally, it was the equivalent of banging your head against the wall for 90 minutes yeah. and expecting a breakthrough. But it never came. Like I said, there was only one real bit of magic in the game and that was from Matip. Like, and he, it goes to show you, Matip plays that ball probably 15 yards from outside their box. Yeah. So that's that's how happy they were for us to have possession that Matip yeah. was at. Now, Matip normally often joins in there and tries to pick a pass and Fabinho you've seen him doing that Look, there was there was times today you were looking at the game and you, you t- I thought Fabinho looks like he's playing in midfield for us he's tr- the amount of times he had the opportunity yeah. to play that clipped ball over the top mm. but they were happy to do that because as Grace said they literally had three centre well Kit Gibbs was really narrow but he had three centre backs by 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 trade yeah man Forlong is a centre back Ajay is a centre-back and Dara O'Shea are a centre-back and Callum Robertson was doing the doggies. I'd say his heat map had him at left wing-back. He's predominantly a striker and he wasn't letting your man Dean Garner leaving him to do his little bit of magic or whatever. So we were hung up like a kipper today. I think the the, the blame falls mostly on the senior players and I think Klopp as well needs to be held accountable. Now this is a major lash Klopp out with this, this and that. The game is very, very poorly managed by both the manager and the senior players. You, you just expect a little bit of, like, this is a title winning team, a European Cup winning team. You'd expect one of the, it's a team littered with all class players, and not one of them could create the spark today that we needed to get the three points. And, and I thought Klopp as well, um, I thought he probably let it go a little bit too long because it was clear to see that. West Brom were happy for us to be the way that we are, and we never changed. The, yeah, the, the, it was very mechanical. Uh, the route of attack was literally the very same for 90 minutes. And I understand, uh, look, Klopp will probably get away with that if you say, oh, well, we only have three days to prepare and this, that, and the other. Like, there was an eight day break between that game. We had time to set up for that. And uh, it feels like a loss. It's, 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 it feels like a loss. It, it was a gimme of a game. I mean, you're looking at a league title run. They are the games you need to be absolutely winning, especially yeah. with so-called pretenders dropping points around us yesterday. So it's a massive, massive missed opportunity. Uh, you'd have to think it's a learning block, but there's been a couple of um, results in this season that maybe not. we shouldn't look way too much into, but there's a slight cause for concern because that's Fulham, Brighton and West Brom now 
we failed to take maximum points from. And it's not good enough. Not for not for their standards. Yeah. Kieran Tom with a super chat. Thanks, Kieran. He says, What could you do differently? On eight eight separate occasions there were seventeen players in the defensive tour from air attack and West Brom. what I would say to that, Kieran, is that you know, don't get me wrong, it's hard to break down when they literally have ten men along the edge of the box. I get that. What I'm saying is watching it. You can't tell me that these players on the pitch don't have the ability to, not even themselves in game to go, listen, there's no need for Manny to be so wide. There's no need for, you know, Salah to be wide. There's genuinely no reason for Gina Manalden to be anywhere near Jordan Henderson in the middle of the park. We're going to flood the box or we're just going to tell Gina Manalden or Curtis Jones, listen, when, when we're on each side of the pitch, we need to get you into these pockets. We're going to try hit you a couple of times and change the angle of attack and change the person that's going to spearhead it. But, we literally went into this rhythm of wide cross and wide cross. And I keep saying it, but that's exactly what happened. There's no way that these players, you, why can't you say to Mo Salah, who's brilliant on the ball and holding on to it, you just go in and play beside Firmino today. Just go in and we're going to go two up front, absolutely two up front. Mm. I'll put Curtis Jones out right if I need to. I'll stick Manny out left and I literally play Wijnaldum down the middle and I'll just stick Henderson behind it because there's no threat to us. We'll overload on, on the wings, but don't overload in the way that we want to get across into the box. Overload that we can just triangles around them. You know, there's an Arsenal fan in the chat there and he's having a great time. Um, how I don't know, your team is absolutely abysmal. But... Win. When you when you watched Arsenal at their best, they came up against teams like that. And the like when Fabregas was around, um, you know, Rizitsky was brilliant at it. They played triangles around you no matter how deep you were. And they kept doing it. <coughs> and then they changed the angle. And they, they might put a ball in. And the next time they might play angles around and get in behind you. Liverpool didn't do that today. And that's what I think they could have done differently. Um, Briz, we get it, 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 the game... Pr- proceeds to carry on in this much the same manner um, in, uh, for the rest of the first half where Liverpool just are completely dominant on the ball there's a lot of crosses going in the box and um, West Brom are dealing with them and you see the start of the second half one of the lads said there you know West Brom have a goal from the off is that a case of them believing that Liverpool will come out and just think this will just be the exact same for 45 minutes and, and we'll get another one we put it to bed because I thought that's what it was Chris they they caught Liverpool on the hop a bit and surprised us by going, we're going to have a go now and we're going to change it up. We're going to still make it go wide, but we're going to change up what we're doing. Yeah, um, I'm not going to lie. I, I totally agree with you. And I th- and, and that's this. And I also agree with you in terms of that's why I give um, Big Sam credit because the, the normal thing to do in a situation like that, if a team has given you so much position, sorry, possession. If you've given the other team so much possession and you've got them into this full sense of security that they're controlling and dominating, you carry it on and you, until, you know, you go for, you, you risk a little bit more in the latter stages of the game. I think you're right. I think he did catch us on the hop. And this is where uh, I think Sean said about, we slept walk through the game. And I also think the manager slept walk through the game because games gone by in past seasons, we've, he's kind of relied on the big boys coming to the fore and changing the game when it's been like this. When it's not going like this, then you need to have a change sort of, uh, or instructions given from the manager. Change it up. There wasn't enough variety in our attacks. The forwards stopped moving completely. Our forwards are all about intercrossing with each other, swapping wings, coming in field, Mane. It was, they were just set in their ways and we just waited and waited, waited. 
we kind of just waited for a breakaway. We, as I said, we were confused in how to approach that second half and the latter latter stages of the first half. Um, and he's used to sort of Amane coming up with a goal and that's that or Salah popping off things. But, you know, he has been accused of not being proactive in the past. Um, we haven't had the players on the bench in the past, like recent weeks, but I thought he had enough this game to do something different, a la Shaq. Um, uh, Minamino, you know, and who else is the other attacker we had? Shaq Minamino. Okay, he brought in Origi in the end. We maybe discuss that later. But yeah, but there was. Um, I also agree. Yeah, Ginny was redundant because they weren't playing through the middle. They weren't yeah. playing passes. They weren't trying to build through the middle. It was literally in the second half. Suddenly they had a target to hit, and they had runners off them, and that's all it was. They were playing for. It was almost like rugby games where you play for, you know, um, territories. You play for the corner and then you send your, and then you send your big lump. And that's exactly, and you know, we were having a laugh and a banter about in, 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 in the WhatsApp, which got more and more heated as we saw, you know, as, as we thought, what the hell this is happening. You know, we could see it. The only chance they will get is to get territory in our area and hurl in, you know, a set piece or a throw in. So yeah, Klopp could have definitely been more proactive, um, especially when he saw that they've changed their approach. That's what you, that's what, coaches and managers do and you know Klopp did do it. it it has done it when he brought on sorry Shakiri in the past he used Shakiri as a wild card and exchanged the game why he didn't do it this time it's difficult to because, it's difficult to work out because Chris sorry Chris M um, with a super chat thanks a million he says five games we've drawn um, we've drawn four from winning positions that's a very fair point and I think it's something that comes down to just does, does, does loads of different elements to what we've had in, in those games you know Brighton away being, being one where, you know, the whole penalty at the end, which was caused the absolute uproar. You have the full in game, which we are just poor. And um, there's no doubt about that. Everything, of course, is another one where so much happened in that game. This is another one. And then the, the other draw is Man City, which was, a, which was a fair result. But I know where, I know where you're coming from. Um, Chris, um, Harry, uh, is it Gillaham says Frank and Arteta are in trouble? You're winning the league. I don't know if he's talking to us when you say that. I, yeah. I'm still in no doubt Liverpool will win the title. Um, I'm not saying we won't, but we have to discuss every game on on its merits as it goes. You know, and people, loads of people in the chat are asking. You know, what could we be doing? Like Grizz is saying that maybe Shaq Minamino, but Grizz, it's all very well bringing on these players, but we never, even when we brought players on, we didn't change what we were doing. No, you know, that's... like if you were going to play that way, you should have stuck a rig on from the start. If you were going to go out and say, West Brom are going to do this and we're going to just play patterns to, to Wyatt and look for our fullbacks to get balls in the box, stick a Rigi in. Or, do you know what? Stick Wijnaldum up front. He's great in the air. Do something. If you want to do something different, go and do something like that. Now, I know it's a bit mad, but do you know what I'm trying to say to you? Mane is good in the air. Firmino's not bad. Salah's not. No, he's not good in the air. But what I'm saying is, if you want to mix it up, I believe you could have done it with the players that were on the pitch. Forget who's on the bench because Shaqiri hasn't been seen in months. Minamino, I think, is a fair show to bring on at some stage. But when when you're literally, as Shani says, in a mechanical mindset that all you're going to do is A to B and C is a lump into the box. The I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what player you bring on to change, Chris, because no matter what we done bringing players on, we never moved anyone around. We never changed. See. Go on, Shani. We never changed yeah. the personnel on the pitch. You could see Ox trying to get a yard on the edge of the box to have a game, but yeah. it just never, never happened for him. Like you, that change made sense, but like the the style never changed, but our approach never changed. It was baffling, really. I, 
I don't know. It was like, did you ever see in football manager when you can go on holiday at half time? It was like the club. <laughs> yeah. Holiday at yeah. yeah just, just went, we went one nil up and we seemed the rest of the game. Like, that's what I was sort of like. And, like, the, the naivety in the end is what caused us because Curtis Jones has caught two or three times throughout the game and then he gets pinched again and it ends up being costly. Like that that's the, the the margins. You know what I mean? If you're getting out there with a one nil, it's the whole oh it's fucking title winning football talk again. But it wasn't. There was nothing title winning about it. We what happened was Grace hit the nail on the head earlier on. When you when you're playing the Sam Allardyce team, the force goal means fuck all. And normally what happens is we play these low blocks. I hate that term, but whatever it is, we play these teams who are parking the bus, all right? And you got one nil up, and their approach immediately changes. But with Sam Allardyce, it doesn't. They still doing the same. So I'd say they've been walking all week on. Well, this is what happens when we go ahead. This is what we do. Obviously, space is going to open up, but it wasn't. It was the same, literally the same, the same game. We stopped playing at one nil because there was an element of confusion. I thought as well. There was an element. Well, going on. Hold on. We're one nil up here, and they're still not pressing us. So, hold on, why don't we just hold on, on, on to possession? And we were moving the ball around and recycling it, recycling it well, it was being moved well. We weren't really moving them, we weren't pulling them all over the place because no. they never moved. They were so rigid. We, oh. They never moved. And uh, as they weren't moving, neither were our strikers. So, the only thing that was ever on throughout the game was the, the cross the, the, to the back stick. There was no interchange between the, the front three. There was no little like, clever intricate play on the edge of the box. The movement wasn't there. So the game was poorly managed by, by Henderson and Klopp because that's what Henderson is. Henderson is a conductor, so to speak. We say that Henderson is Klopp on the pitch. He never... The same thing just happened. Methodical play, methodical build-up. We were so one-dimensional. And it was happening a little bit after lockdown last year where we felt it was Burnley at home. It was very, very similar to that game. Great show. It was it was very similar to that game, and look, these things are going to happen. Look, you're going to have off days, like especially in this season. These little results are little anom- anomalies getting thrown up, but look, it's another tough game during the week. We we need to pick up pick up. It's just frustrating because after Palace, it looked like we are really going to kick on. 150 years of breakthroughs, milestones, and triumphs. 150 years of Children's National Hospital. 150 years of generous community support. You can give kids a future where they get freckles instead of chemotherapy and paper cuts instead of surgery. Children's National Hospital. 150 years stronger with your help. Please give today. Visit childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That's childrensnational.org slash 150 years. That eight-day break killed us, I think, after Palace. If we'd yeah. have got a three-day, four-day, I know we moan about it, but if yeah. we'd have got a quick game, I think we'd have bounced off them. But look, Yeah, exactly, because rhythm is a big thing for Klopp, isn't yeah. it? Rhythm, I, don't, Klopp, I, don't, I, I don't buy into that. Klopp always oh, talks about rhythm, though, Gav. No, Klopp, no. It's just, he's huge to, on rhythm. Nothing today is fucking anything to do with rhythm. Today is is an is an outlook on the game and the way you impose yourself on the game. And we impose ourselves exactly how the opposition wanted us to. And there's nothing about rhythm there because don't get me wrong, if if we were trying to do 
different things and they weren't coming off. You go, a little bit out of rhythm, but we weren't. Well, this was this was us sub- succumbing to the tactic of the opposition. Now, you're right what you're saying, and, and all of us have said it. Sam Allardyce is not going to change, right? And Billich probably wouldn't either, in fairness. They're not going to change if they're 2-0 down at halftime. They're still going to make a move on 80 minutes and go, if we get one back with five to go, we're going into injury time, we might have a chance. That's their outlook because they know all things being equal. If they open this up at any stage or Anfield against Liverpool, we'll more you. And, and much bigger size have come and tried it and, and being sent away with their tails between their legs. But this isn't about rhythm for me. This is about us looking at this game and, and deciding that we were going to do exactly what Sam Allardyce wanted to do. Because if you look at that, at that setup and like Grizz said earlier, Banks, and you've all said it, Banks are six and four. There's not, nothing to lose to send a couple of extra players forward or switch positions or start, start throwing loads of stuff around the box and make them think. Because what were they doing? They're just kicking it away. We're just picking it up again. So what's the difference in throwing something around the box as opposed to crossing it? There's no difference, but we never ever done that for me. Um, Grizz. Keep possession at least, you know what I mean? Like fucking we were just in the end all it was was literally just always giving up possession. Yeah, <laughs> I, and that's that that's what I wanted to say to Grizz. Grizz, you know, we've we've spoken about us constantly going wide and stuff, but was it a case of losing our patience throughout this game where if we'd have been more patient and, you know, recycled a bit better you recycled the ball rather than and kept position rather than just put them across in the box that we would have found an opening. It, w- it would have naturally came to us that, listen, we can see gaps now because we're, we're taking that extra four or five passes and switching it two or three times rather than once before we put it in the box. We're switching it extra. You know, we're doing something different that gaps would have opened up. Was it patience a factor? 100%. I agree with you. Uh, patience was definitely a factor. But the frustrating thing is, the frustrating thing is, normally in a game like this, it's the first 15, 20 minutes that you don't see any space or or you can see how the match is going to pan out. We're going to have to really work hard to create space, to create, which in, which enable, enable us to create a chance. We didn't have that in the first 20 minutes. We created space. We created half chances and then stopped. So that's what was baffling. And I think it's because we, as we've touched upon, we didn't know it's going to have to come back to clock. We didn't have a game plan to adjust to that. Our game plan was to get that early goal and then, you know, they'll have to come out and we pick them off as we always do. Or, or we have the other side of the champions where we had, because don't, let's not forget, we had a lot of these games last season, but we saw them out. Mm-hmm. We get that clean sheet because of the big man at the back heading shit away, not making any mistakes. We saw so many one nils last season where we haven't played brilliant. We stunk out the gaff, but we've got the win. We're not doing that now. And, be- and and that's obviously because of the in-play. I get that in this in this game, it could be down to the in-play uh, of the game and then we how we didn't adjust, but also the personnel. We just haven't got the personnel we had last season to see games out, namely our two best centre-backs. Mm. Let's not forget Matip went off and that completely changed the mode in terms of their impetus. They they, they yeah. grew, they grew in confidence. They knew they knew exactly where they were going to go in that second half. Forget any plans that he may have beforehand. When Matip goes and he sees Reese Williams and Trent who wasn't having a brilliant game and Curtis Jones in that right sector of the field. Yeah that was, really where was deplorable today, I thought yeah. in fairness. And, and then that's when, where they were going to go. Comes on, they were targeting that all the time. And again, you know? And again, you know, and again, we know King 
Klopp and he's the is a king of the castle and everything. But when you see Trent, Reese Williams and Curtis Jones in that right section, you need to make a change. Maybe Milner or whatever. You know, you need to make that change. And he was too too static in his changes in his think in his thinking. And then as a result, our play became static because I don't know what he was telling you know the players what to do or make physical changes. As I said. Yeah, I just want to get on to the West Brom goal because they do have a one-on-one um, not long before. And Keith, I'll come to you. You're right, and Grizz is right. When Matip goes off, they do target Reese williams um, And listen, that's fairly understandable. He's a, he's a young centre-back. You know, he's come in for some criticism after the game. I um, thought he was okay. Yeah, I thought he was fine. I, th- I think he, he looked a bit leggy in that chase on the one-on-one. Yeah. But listen, that's that's just the way exactly. it is. But, but, but like, you know, he does come on. But again... I'm looking at that going, when Matip comes off, all right, Reese Williams is the natural replacement, but why not do something different? Why not just stick Henderson in centre-half and bring yeah. on Shakiri or Minamino? Just do so, because this was just plodding along, like Shawnee said, it was sleepwalking. And, you know, if Sam perks up and, you know, Sammy Lee was there, wasn't he being a little prick? Um, but, you know... Red if, if, if if they perk up and they see Matip's going off, they go, oh, oh, what? And then they go, are they just throwing Henderson said the hat? Now they're throwing on Minamino. Yeah. What are we going to do? It it makes them think. Yeah. And we never made them think. But Keith, The game was poorly managed from... <coughs> I think it was. In, in, and, in all, and, all, between senior players, management, the game was poorly managed. I uh, think they're right. Yeah. It, it's just, it's one of them things. It's as simple as that. Look, we... Klopp shouldn't be invulnerable to criticism, nor should any player in the starting eleven. So this is what happens. You give players their flowers when they're deserving of them and you give the club, the manager, flowers when they're deserving of them. Grizz hit the nail on the head there. The right side is being targeted. You have someone like Milner there to go in. He was a master at just seeing games out like that. Yeah. He can do that shit house and stuff. He can win you that foul that buys you, that burns two or three minutes off the clock when you're 1-0 up. Yes, we are missing key components. One nails are now becoming one else. So therefore, this is why there will be a title race this year. This yeah. is why we won't pull away. But that game could have been managed better. But I agree we, with you. We were shy today, but with a little bit of tinkering, we would have won that game. It would have been a one nil. Yeah. Um sorry, people are saying uh Nay says Sammy Lee was pretty much on the pitch one. He was being in my opinion, he's been a little prick, but listen, that that's his job. Um I, I have no issue with what he was doing, it was just doing me fucking head in because that's what he's there to do. Um he's he's employed by West Brom. Um Rami is Khalil with the super chat thanks a minute. He said the fourth time that we've had the chance to capitalise on our rivals dropping points with an easier fixture, um we don't have the ability to build any momentum. That's just the way the league is going. That's just the way the league is going. There's no momentum anywhere because of just all the circumstances, all the all the caveats yeah. are thrown in and and you know when you have injuries and you've short turnarounds and then you get a long turnaround it doesn't work for you um, it's just one of those things but Keith I want to go on to the West Brom goal because you know as as much as we say we didn't manage the game and stuff like that I think it's, it's, I think it's a great header it's a great header yeah it is a great header um, people call him for a foul I know, um, not for me I don't no. agree with that um, people call him for an offside as well didn't see a replay to say it was offside but it just looked a good header he's, he's a good player Joey he's good in the air um, gets a good connection on it and he's lucky in a sense because it comes out and the spin just takes it back in like it's a weird trajectory once it, it bounces out yeah it bounces yeah. out and then it literally bounces a yard off the line and then spins in um, yeah. 
And uh, it's a weird one, but I think it's a fantastic header. It is a great header. You know, if if, if Matip scores that while bleeding, crown about it. If Virgil scores it while open arms, you know what I mean? Like it's sometimes teams get a good goal. Now that was a good goal they got. <sighs> Again, uh, see, look, the, the thing that annoys me though was how it fucking came about. That's yep. what I was going to say. Yeah. How did they come? How did they come about? Because Curtis Jones and look, I've bigged up Curtis Jones on this show for a few weeks now I've said I think he could be you know he's fast becoming the, the next midfielder and you know ahead of Kate ahead of ahead of some of the others ahead of Oxlade Chamberlain and all that he was poor today make no mistakes he was poor today he was too slow Shawnee and Grizz and Gavin Ball said it too slow on the ball he wasn't moving it quick which is something that he had been doing and he gets caught he gets caught out on the goal um, stitches Reese Williams up and the goal comes from that. It's it's poor in that sense. Yeah, it is. Listen, for me, it's not a free kick, and people are saying he's all over Fabinho. He's up, he's up early, and Fabinho's yeah. there. He, he, I think it's a good header. Um, you know, and and Curtis Jones, like I don't know, like in our WhatsApp group, I got the impression I was being people felt I was being a bit harsh on Curtis Jones. But if you're going to big Curtis Jones up one week, and then he yeah. plays poorly the next week, call him out. Call him out and hammer him a little bit. There's no, there's no problem with that. That's as good for his. De- that today is as good for his development as yeah. any good performance he's put in over the last six weeks. That's just my opinion because you, you, otherwise players just start floating on air and thinking they're invincible, and then they come down with a big crash and they never recover from it. I, I, I would think that peeps, a couple of people have a warning Curtis Jones here after today's game, and not just him. It's not, it's not all the Curtis Jones fault, yeah, but someone was def- Yeah, there, there was a couple of players. There was a couple of players that that weren't on it. Um, yeah. Grizz, as the game as the game gets towards the end, and and I, we'll finish up with the game in the next couple of minutes because I want to talk on a, on a couple of things um, aside from it. But as the game progresses on, usually you'd see Liverpool, um, you know, really start plowing into teams and, and and putting them under massive pressure and trying to open them up. But I thought we just looked a bit ragged from there on in. We just looked ragged. We didn't look like we'd any ideas. Throwing a Rigi almost there was the icing on the cake for me. You know. Were you getting near the end there, Grace, thinking, are oh, we get one? Now, Bobby nearly does. Are we thinking, no, this is just rinse and repeat here? You, you, with us and with our history and especially recent history of getting late winners and never, and never say die attitude, you always know there's a chance. There's always going to be one opportunity, one chance. And that was the Bobby one. And the fucker makes an amazing save. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. made some outstanding. Standing saves against City as well. Let's not forget. Yeah. Do you remember God's guys talking about it in terms of wow, how did he oh, save that? Unbelievable. So look, I didn't even know he saved it. I thought Bobby's put it wide. But yeah, I didn't looked, know either, yeah. He, he makes a magnificent save. Um, but apart from that, it was scrambled, Gaff. There was no method to our play. There was no sort of set way of attacking and, and how, we, how we've changed it. It was very scrambled. It was just trying to get the ball to the forwards as quick as possible, um, usually in the form of a cross, which Lowly. is floaty cross. Yeah, not, not your Trent and Robo whips, what they usually put in, um, you know, more like chips to the far post and everything. And, and that was sort of meat and drink for them. They, they ate those kind of balls all day long. Um, and yeah, unfortunately, for the first time in a long time, I didn't see a winner coming. I genuinely, you know, didn't see a winner coming. I thought this is going to peter out, you know. Mm-hmm. And then when you see when you see him take off Divock straight after uh, Bobby straight after that header and replace him with Divock, 
you know, I just didn't see what, how that would change. I think they would have loved to see Divock come on and have a big lump and they could just mark him and yeah. sort of push him around as opposed to uh, a diminutive, small, tricky, pacier player in Minamino or, or someone with a vision of Shaq, you know. And again... What does Brian with Sam do as soon as we put Origi on? Branislav Ivanovic warm up there like you're coming on. Of course. And that makes... and that, But that, you know, that makes Klopp look so... You know, I thought he's done. I, thought, I, thought, I'm, I hate saying it, and I'm, I can't stand Big Sam. But look, at the end of the day, you've got to, you know, call a spade a spade. And you know, he'd done a job on Klopp, in my opinion, and, and so did his team. Oh no, 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 I don't yeah. think so. I yeah. don't agree with that. He's done a job on us. So I, I think, do. I think we had a bad day, but Klopp having think, a bad day and us having a bad day doesn't mean Sam done a job on us. I you think know, Sam. I, I think Sam Allardyce gets Sam's done his job then. Yeah, yeah, Sam Allardyce Sa- 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 absolutely, absolutely yeah. done his job today because he got what he came for, um, uh, more than he than he came for, in my opinion. I think he, if he game, if he got out there with a two 0 he could have pointed loads of positives, and he's only two. All day, one like nil. Yeah, yeah, one but but I think uh, we done a job on ourselves. That's what I think. I think That's we I actually think, done yeah. a job on ourselves. But um, look, it's 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 just one of those lads. Um. Before we move on and get man of the matches and, and talking points around a couple of other things, um, Shani, how was your Christmas, Shani? Let's let's chat around Christmas. How was your Christmas, Shani? It was different. Yeah. See, I'm a big family, so unfortunately couldn't all be together this year. So we had to cut it down and be careful and mindful. It was quite a Christmas. Mm. Um, yeah, it was different. But look, if I'm being serious, thankful everyone was still there around the table. And if they went around my table, they were somewhere else. Everyone was healthy after a bit of a, a mental year. So, yeah, uh, Christmas on the sidelines started this year. Uh, I'm normally a person who was big on Christmas, but didn't really feel it this year with everything that was going on. But, um, yeah, it was quiet. Uh, loads of talkie. Didn't even go near a talkie sambo. Ah, oh, Sean, you missed out. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you now in a minute. It is nah. probably the best bit of Christmas. Better than the dinner itself. Too, too much, Gav. Too much fucking talk. I woke up at half four in the morning last night and I ended up watching Bleeding. All them Chelsea fans shouting at each other on the football terrace because I couldn't <laughs> sleep. It was up to me neck and filled fucking. Yeah. But um, yeah, other than that, it was all right. Look, I'm normally a big fan of Christmas, but we'll just chalk this one down as a bit of a null and void, so to speak. We'll go with this year's uh, in term. So Christmas was sort of null and void this year. So it's on it's on noise for another year, but yeah, it was oh. all right. Okay. Avi says, um, with a super chat, he says, can we get a shout out to Joseph Manala for Marty and Ben Brady? Thanks, fellas. Um, is, is that something I meant to know? I'm 40 years old and Joseph Manala is a good 10 years older than me. There's no way he's signing for Liverpool. No way. Uh, oh, is this a player that we're linked to? Yeah, it's a, it's a player for Lazio who sort of looks like twice my age, but he's about he's supposed yeah. to be 15. <laughs> okay, so who's Marty and Ben Brady? Oh, they're fellas off, um, off Twitter, lovely fellas. That's Marty who used to do um, pods with us back in the day. Do you remember oh, Marty Sikora? Sikora. Yeah, yeah, okay. The, and who's and Ben Brady? Ben Brady is off the um, that podcast, Gav. Uh, rivalries aside, if I'm not mistaken. So oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So, Joseph Manala went to school with, what's his name? Roger Miller. And yes. That's the one. 
And people want us to sign him. He, he went to Lazio at he 17 stood, and a stood, story came out that he was 42. Like, come on, you're joking. He stood for Roger Miller at his communion. Um, can we get a shout out? Right, well, we look, there's a shout out to Joseph Minala uh, from Marty and Ben Brady. Uh, Marty and Ben, I hope you had a great Christmas as well. Um, Keith, Shawnee says it's a, it's, it was a quiet Christmas. The turkey sandwiches he didn't go near, which is absolutely outrageous. Um, we're going to have to have a word in private with him after that. Uh, but, what was your Christmas like, Keith? Because um, I thought it was decent. I thought I, th- I thought yeah. it was going to be appalling Christmas. Because I know Sean, you know the way people do the twelve pubs of Christmas. Sean, he does the twelve nights of Christmas, right? And he just goes berserk for twelve nights, and then just says, "Lad, leave me alone for a week." Yeah, but um, this year we had, we had to like because fucking you couldn't be doing that this year either. Because if you wake up on fucking Christmas Eve feeling a bit ropey. shit. Yeah. A ropey, you, you can't do anything, so you had to be mindful of that as well. Like, you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? You have to pace yourself. Believe um, me, I'm not a Scrooge, I'm not, I'm really not. You're not what? I'm not a Scrooge, I'm not an Ebenezer, you know. No, I'm, you're not, Shani. That's the last I, thing you'll be I'm trying to do. I'm a Christmas you. man, I am. The way, yeah. same way Grace is a football man, I'm, I'm yeah. definitely a Christmas yeah. man. <laughs> I'm a Christmas man too. I love Christmas because there's cans. Uh, Keith, how was your Christmas? You had the kids there. Did they get everything yeah. they wanted off, Santi? Ah, they did. They done well, yeah. They done well. Like, my Corinthians, kids are... Corinthians tracksuits everywhere, whether you like it or not. <laughs> 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 they done well. They doing yeah. well, um, but like that, you know, you just have kids as well. I know Shawnee doesn't, but you still have young kids, and it really is. Uh, it's it's about kids when you're at that age. You know what I mean? It's <clears throat> it was a different Christmas. You couldn't go anywhere. You couldn't do too much. Um, but it was nice, you know, in its own way. You, you make the most of it and all that. But um, it was it was just a, a weird Christmas. Getting onto the Toki Sambo thing now. I'm a man who likes a Toki Sambo. Yeah. It was, yeah, uh, it was a highlight of the, the festive season. I have to say, one of the December's highlights was the turkey stuffing and ham sambo we oh, had. Oh, yeah. yeah. Zenny offers prescription glasses starting at six ninety five, as well as affordable sunglasses, blue blockers, and more. The best part? Try any frame, anywhere, with our 3D virtual try-on. Visit zenny.com today and change the way you buy glasses forever. Quality. Absolutely savage. I mixed it up a bit this year. Um, before I get to Grizz's Christmas, uh, I mixed it up a bit because I went to the mother-in-law's for my Christmas dinner and the dinner was fantastic. And then I went home a bit early with the baby to get him to bed and I just sat down watching Only Fills and Horses and eating chocolate. But, um, my wife did bring home the makings of the sandwich and it was, it was turkey, ham, stuffing, batch bread, um, and pepper sauce and it was outrageously good yeah it was outrageously good um avo says gav this is interesting what were the photos of grizz's christmas dinner like um (laughs) they were as amazing as you would expect them to be um you know they don't call they they don't call they don't the neighbors on the street call them the buffets um, because the out, it's outrageous the amount of food they put on offer um, at the Cannes residence. But Grace, how was your Christmas? Gav, um, we've had practice in terms of um, sort of having this type of Christmas because our Eid fell in lockdown as well. So no the relatives. The Eid. Eid. Oh, Eid, yeah. Yeah. Eid, Eid Blanton, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. I thought you wouldn't go there, but you did. But anyway. <laughs> But um, but you yeah, call so us all had... bikies. Jippos, jippos, you call us. All right, you yeah. got me, Ranger. Well done. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, but look, we had practice in terms of 
having to follow protocols and, and restrictions mm -hmm. and not having everyone around. So look, it wasn't what it usually is. Um, but I enjoy it, Gav. I'm at that age now where I like the quiet in, watch a bit of movie, Christmas. Which Christmas movie did I look for? Well, there was this new one out called Fat Man. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Uh, no. Who's the guy Who's the guy in um, Mel Gibson? Mel Gibson. And um, it's is a Christmas movie. Where he plays Chris Kringle or something. And he plays Santa. Yeah, yeah, I thought it's going to be a proper Christmassy film, but um, I fell asleep about 16 minutes into it, so <laughs> that, that didn't work. Yeah, that didn't work. So, yeah, just a quiet one, Gav. Uh, I showed you my plate. Um, yeah. You know, fried fillets, lots of Come veg. Here. Loads um, of, of chickatees and onions. Yeah, it was, yeah, like Ruth showed us a picture. Oh, I want to know. No, 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 you're not deflecting. Yeah, don't deflect on this. Don't deflect on this. You showed us a picture of your table, right? And this was like Boxing Day, I think it was. And it was like meats and cheeses and there was loads of stuff going on. And then down the left, you had this kind of three bowls, right? This was dinner. And it was three dolls. There was chicken his, there was bacon fries and onion ring crisps down the side of the table. What's that about? They call English tapas, aren't they? for the kids varieties oh, and, yeah exactly it's all about variety gav switch it up a bit i'll keep telling you to bloody try ah you can switch uh, it up a bit but chips. Trump but listen, on the table. guys i need educating now so go on this is you turkey sambos yeah like, explain to me because i i've heard of it a well, lot and yeah <coughs> forgive me i don't know what the fuck you well most about. people in or most people in ireland and i don't know the uk might be a bit different but most people in ireland their christmas dinner will consist of Turkey, ham, um, definitely some sort of stuffing, um, potatoes, mashed potatoes, uh, mm. sorry, roast potatoes, mashed potatoes, to be veg on there, um, gravy, you can, um, Yorkshire puddings sometimes go on the, on the, on the, uh, croquettes, uh, croquettes yeah. go on the dinner, but, um, the, the best, there's two better things than Christmas dinner for me at Christmas. One is when you're cooking the ham and your ma's cooking the ham, especially when I was younger, my ma be cooking the ham and she'd say on Christmas Eve, I'm going around to my friends, I'll be back in an hour, just make sure you keep the water over the top of that ham in the pot. That was the only instruction we got. We used to go in with forks yes, and just butcher the ham, right? So when I come out the next morning, there'd be like a quarter of it gone, a big section gone of it, and we'd eat it. The, the second thing is, when the dinner is over, you never throw anything out. So you go over and you find there the ham, where the turkey is, definitely bread, loads of butter on it. Um, you put your stuffing on, you might throw a bit of gravy on turkey, ham, salt is imperative. And it's just yeah. amazing, especially after like a day's drinking. There's nothing better than sitting there with that and you're just a pint of Guinness or whatever you want and just have it. It's absolutely amazing. Kind of, dinner in itself. Well, so basically, we so basically Free World has told me, uh, given me the answer to my question, like in in one sentence, where you totally confused me. So turkey sandwiches, Chris from leftover are called turkey sambos, right? Well, yeah. a sambo was a sandwich. Sambo in was a sandwich. Yeah, sambo was that's why I thought, I thought that's. I thought it's too simple. That's too simplistic to have turkey sandwiches. I thought the yeah, way you lot were talking about it, it's huge. As much turkey, ham, stuff right. and gravy on it as you can. It's yeah. just one yeah. of them ones. Yeah, All right. it's the yeah. absolute. Yeah. Do you know something? If 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 you had enough money, right, or you had the time or whatever, or you wanted to go into this, right, mm. if you could literally open some sort of delicatessen 
near a big pub and just offer these sorts of sandwiches for people coming out of the booze. You would make an absolute fortune in Ireland. Just call yeah. it Turkey Sambos. Yeah, it would just, you'd make an absolute fortune. But listen, uh, everything, uh, this comment puts everything back in its box, right? Dan Bailey, my second daughter was born on the 21st of December on the bathroom floor. He fucking delivered it himself, right? Wow. So, Grizz, you call yourself right. a football man now. That's, that's unbelievable. Um, that is unbelievable, Dan Bailey. Congratulations, man. Hope, hope mother yeah. and mother and child are all safe and well, man. Congratulations. And I hope Dan is doing well after the trauma. Yeah, Dan. I hope Dan is all right. Yeah. Uh, the, the probably the ambulance Keep probably came in to, to to sort out the baby, and Dan took the uh, the, the gas in here. Yeah. He was sitting in the bath. It's Oh, that that's amazing though. That's absolutely amazing. Dan, let us know um what, what your baby was called if you want to tell us. Some people don't do that, but if you want to, that's absolutely I just think that's brilliant. That's probably the comment of um of Christmas for me, um from Dan Bailey. Brilliant. Um but listen, it's it was a good Christmas. We took a couple of days off. We're trying to get as many shows in this week as we can as well. But lads, Manscaped are going to be with us for the next couple of months now because the people that watch this show supported what we are trying to do. And in turn, um, we've extended our, our partnership with Manscaped to the end of the season. So we'd like to thank you all a lot for that. Um, the next thing up on the list, Grizz, is the weed whacker, um, from Manscaped. And I'm expecting this, Grizz, to be as good as the other stuff we've got because the other stuff we got was deadly. Yeah, it's good timing as well. Um, yeah. with this lockdown, I haven't been sort of able to sort of explore my nostrils for a while. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so, so it's, it's, so it's perfect. Worked out perfectly in for me. So, um, thank you very much, Manscaped, for that. Happy New Year and all that to you, guys. And uh, my nostrils will be getting it. Yeah. Shiny, shiny. What's up with you? Some of the boys in them comments is a real shower of asses. It's an absolute asylum. <laughs> Look at what? some of the shouts towards poor Dan there. <laughs> Holy Jesus! Like must, be some one... mess, must be so messed down that end. <laughs> Holy <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> Dan, don't uh, mind them. Don't mind them, Dan. You're getting a man of the match trophy off us for the game yeah. today because everyone was shy. You're getting man of the match this yeah. week. Point, and to be honest point. with you, if Dan gets in contact with us, we'll send them something as a as a as a prize for doing that on the 24th of December. I think that's only fair. Do you? No, <laughs> Toki sandwich. Oh, yeah, I'll just make up a Toki sandwich and send it by TPD. Abby says you've you've brought You can send that to Akif. You can send the turkey sandwich to Akif because he's done it before as well. He's delivered many babies upstairs. <laughs> when Akif's on his lunch from Grizz's shop, he goes down to the um, local maternity hospital and delivers kids and then comes back. Um, Avi says, God, you have broken it today, lads. That's what we're here for. If you can't have a laugh, there's no point. Knock it on the head. But listen, um, Dan, uh, Melina, what a nice name. Um, Melina is the is the baby's name, so fair play. Um, and Dan, seriously, if you get in contact with us, we'll um, we'll sort something out for you as well because I think that's genuinely the uh, the comment of uh, the year for us. What are you laughing at, Shadi? Lawson, this, this comment. What do, what do you... I can't <laughs> even say it. Go on, say it. James LFC eighty. 
<laughs> yeah, there it is. Um, listen, I'm sure Dan can take that. Uh, that's okay. And most people are reading it. It's absolutely fine. But loads of people are shouting in there. Congrats to Dan. Dan, email us at lfcdaytrippers at gmail.com. And we look after it with something um, from us to you uh, for the birth of Melina on the 24th of December. Right, back to the football. The manscape is covered. We're getting weed whackers. We're going to... Grizz is just obsessed with sticking this thing up his nose and absolutely going for it. Um, but back to the game. And before I finish on one or two things, man of the match. It's hard to pick man of the match in games like this, but Keith, I'll come to you first, man of the match. Oh, it's a hard one today, isn't it? Uh, man of the match, um, Alisson. Made a save, Alisson. Ty, he okay. was shite as well. Oh, he was. They were all muck. If we could give it to Dan, I'd give it to Dan, but if I give it to Dan if you want. Give it to Dan. Dan can have it. Dan can have it. Nice one. Grace, who's man of the match? If you don't give it to Dan, you're an absolute wanker. No, you've got to give it to Dan. I mean, I, I, I am a wanker, but go and give it to Dan. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't go that far. Uh, Nay said the good shout on Alison. Uh, Jonathan says man of the match was Matip. We got to him in a minute. Um, Shawnee, man of the match. I'm saying Dan. If I had to pick one of our players, it'd probably be Robbo because he was the only one who actually resembled what he's usually like for us at some stage of the game. Mm. The, like, there was moments in the game where Robbo looked like Robbo. But mm. I can't remember anyone else doing much in the game. Mane looked like he was going to rip her up after the first 15 yeah. minutes. But Fell off a cliff. We just weren't ourselves today. I don't think it's a day to be giving any of them to yeah. man of the match or stuff like that. I don't think any of them deserve any real commendation. So, yeah, give it to whoever. Give it to Dan. Yeah, I'm giving it to Dan as well. I think Robbo's a good show um, on the field. But listen, uh, man of December, uh, Christmas and bathroom baby deliveries is definitely Dan. Um, so there you go. Universal boss Jürgen Klopp says he misses the 80s and 90s when you're looking forward to watching TV over Christmas with about four channels. You know, of hundreds That's of channels a to watch. It is a great point. Absolute show on the telly this yeah. year. I watched mm. Die Hard. I watched Die Hard um, just on Christmas Eve. It's the best. What's a great film, film this morning? Actually, it wasn't a Christmas film, but I, I haven't watched it in a long time. Um, Whiplash. Did you ever see that oh. one? With J- no, I've never seen that. It's good. J- J.K. Simmons and Miles Teller. Um, right. about, about this lad who was uh, in music college to become a drummer. You yeah. should really check it out. Won a few Oscars. It's yeah. unbelievable. Okay, I'm going to have a look at that maybe tonight. Um, if you like music documentaries, uh, look for one called um, Finding the Sugar Man. It's about a guy called Rodriguez in Detroit. Uh, really, really good. Um, you'll find it on YouTube or one of your dodgy boxes. You'll find it. That's really good as well. Um, so Dan got man of the match um, because we're not arse giving it to anyone else. But yeah. Keith, Joe Matip goes off. Um, I've looked for an update on Joe Matip. It doesn't, uh, apparently Klopp said it doesn't look good. It's another blow, isn't it, Keith? And, and it just yeah. pushes forward this this thought that in January we're going to have to look for for some sort of. I think we look for one in January and one the summer. I think we need two, but yeah. it definitely pushes forward the agenda on a centre half, doesn't it? I think it has to. If Matip is anyway serious, it has to. It's you know, it we we sort of come to the. I know Grizz and we spoke about. You know, maybe we won't do something. Maybe we leave it. Um, if we can get through the season with Matip and Fabinho or fine with Reese Williams to come in, but the Matip just showed there that you can't get through them. Do you know what I mean? You, you really can't. I mean, they're dancing in a doctor injury for, for Matip. That's going to have him out for a blade in good world. That have a, a, a normal player out for a while and it'll have Matip out for even longer, I'd say. Um, it's not a good one. I think it's, we have to sign a centre back in January. And I agree. I think we have to freshen up at 
centre back options in the summer. I really think we have to overhaul it. Yeah, it's definitely something, Chris. A lot of people have asked in here what what you how you feel about the January transfer window and, and in particular centre back. Um, I think a centre half was definitely on the cards, but this this surely has to literally pushes another step towards us, doesn't it? Oh, I'd I'd go as far as to make a statement and say, you know, oh, if we didn't, oh, yeah, oh. you know, statement time, and I'd say if we if we wouldn't, if we weren't to go and look for a centre back in January, it would be incompetence from FSG and negligence. But that's my opinion, and we know from our WhatsApp conversation that's how strongly I feel about it. If Matip is out. Uh, for any significant period and abductor injuries, five to six weeks, and and, and add the matip tax, yeah. so yeah. Two months. So, you know, um, look from the 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 little uh, tidbits I hear, we weren't going to look at a centre back, but if this doesn't change anything, wow, it's got to, you know, it has, it has to. to change things. It has to, um, you know, as as as. Competent and efficient as Reese Williams has been, or, or Phillips has been, have been every time they've played. Um, me personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be comfortable with them being our senior centre backs for the remainder of the season, or two months even of the season, especially in the period where two months equals, I don't know, fifteen games, maybe something yeah. like that. After that, so, we, so we you know, if if we didn't look at a centre back or make, as you often talk about, bring the plans forward six yep. months, in my opinion, it would be negligence at this stage for the for the state of the club that we are, where we are, and our status. Okay, um, Shani, do you agree with yeah, that? I can can't help but agree with that, and I don't think it's knee-jerk because I think it's not even a reactionary thing. This yeah. has been the the case since October. Um, where we should have been looking at centre-backs. And I, I know you've often said that plans should be brought forward. And it's difficult because January is never normally a buyer's market, really. You know what I mean? But look, if we're going to get our pants down and rolled on the transfer fee, maybe we should just fucking do it. Because yeah. if it is six to eight weeks, these are the six to eight weeks where you're playing yeah, knockout football and the Premier League, Running starts. It's not go. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, exactly. Like today, it draws a loss now for us. You know what I mean? We're at that <laughs> end of the, at the scale, really. So, um, I'm sure they were looking at some. Uh, but if you actually look on the whole, we have now seen fit senior centre backs. Yeah. I would do two. I would do two of them in January. No, oh, Teal was probably yeah. Well, Teal because look, they're saying that Virgil may play again at some stage this season. We don't know that. The Joe um, Gomez one is massively worrying for me. Well, mm. Joe, there's no noise on Joe Gomez, which is when they say no news is bad news. That's normally what they say, isn't it? So they've got to be looking at um, people in January. And the thing is that there's still a lot of clubs in financial trouble due to COVID. Because yeah. I imagine a lot of leagues would have been expecting fans back at this stage so the fact that that, that could play into our hands when, when we're shopping around at this market we have to do something like it's often said and we all look like tits after we don't do anything in a window we want to win the Champions League we don't do anything last January really and we want to win the league <clears throat> we all said it was negligence but 
I don't think it's a stretch to say it would be negligent to to go into the second half of the season as we are because we've been desperately unlucky. And there's nothing to say that the the, the injuries won't continue because yeah. it's still going to be three games a week all the way up until March. So we've got to um we've got to be looking at, at options seriously. We have to be looking at options. For confidence in your financial plan, look for a CFP professional. When your financial advisor earns the CFP certification, it means he or she is trained to provide ethical financial planning across a holistic range of topics, from retirement and investing to taxes and estate planning, all in your best interest. So with a CFP professional, you'll feel confident in your financial plan today and tomorrow. Three letters do make a difference. Visit letsmakeaplan.org to find your CFP professional. Dan Thomas is thrown in Botman there, Sven Botman at Lille, and I think we've all spoke about him and we've all sort of said he's one we'd go for. He's 20 years old. He's a big beast. Um, Lille are in financial trouble. You know, you'd, you'd probably deal with, I don't know, with the figures being rumoured there. Grizz might know or Shani might know. About 20 million, I think I heard. Um, you, you just go and do that. Just fucking do it. 20 million. If he's the one you want. If, uh, that's the thing. I think that's the key to all this. Is it's Who are the centre-halves you want? Because that's why I keep talking about plans coming forward. Because look, if Virgil isn't injured and Joe Gomez isn't injured, you're looking and you're probably saying, Matip is, you know, it's it's that. It's 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 a bit like uh, Keita. When is he playing? Is he, How long is he going to be out for? Do we just bite the bullet and get two? Or at, at least get one and, and free up Fabinho back into midfield. Mm-hmm. I, I I agree with Shani. If you have to take the hit and take your licks in January, just go and take them. I don't know if Sven Botman is the player that Liverpool have been watching, tracking, and was a number one target for us, whether it be January or, or June. But I'd like to see us just turn around and go, listen, we wanted player A, whether that's David Alaba or whoever, and we wanted him in June, and it was going to be this, but we're going to have to pay an extra five million as a as a tariff on him, and just do we, it. I, I don't want to see a, I don't want to see a, a fourth, fifth, sixth choice seen as a bit of a stopgap and brought in. Yeah. I don't think that's how we should work. But what this is it. This is this is. But see that last sentence, that last statement. This is the confusion, not confusion, but this is the thinking that the Liverpool hierarchy need to do. Yeah. Uh, and I know what you said about I don't want to a stopgap, whatever, but it may have to be because our, our targets are not coming in January. Um, Alaba was 100% a target, but he's not coming in January. Um, Upamakano was 100, is 100% our, one of our top targets. He's not coming in January. Now, you know, the name Alaba I've got, Madrid, the name the I've got, I was telling you in the WhatsApp. Madrid. Yeah. yeah, but there you go. The, you know, the tier one info I was telling you in the, in, in the WhatsApp, the centre back that we're we're seriously tracking as well is Tark. Tark how do you say his name? Tarkowski. Oh, he's a Tarkowski. No way. Well, well, this is it. So this is the name. But again, I don't know. Is he playing regularly for Burnley at the moment? Yeah, he's Maybe the best he... centre back. So yeah, but no he's, he's not. A, it's like the links with Lewis Dunk as well, and you know these types of centre backs are not air type of set. They're fucking not Phillips type of players. I just I don't know. I know Tarkowski's out of contract. Tarkowski is a massive target. Keith, massive target because oh, yeah, of that fact. I don't like him. I know it's 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 not very glamorous because he's playing for Burnley, but he's actually he's very good on the ball. Tarkowski makes sense to me in the sense that you do see Van Dyke coming back, and if you were to actually go for a big target the summer, Tarkowski makes sense because you would look at saying to him, "Listen, 
Yeah, I got to be total Tarkovsky would have be a perfect Lovren for next year. Yeah, that's like, what I'm saying. He's, he's a yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the hipster's name is Pau Torres that we want from Villarreal. I don't know much about him. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him. To me. Um, Pau Torres. Yeah, I'm not a big fan. Yeah, he's, he's not yeah. good. Universal boss Jürgen Klopp with a super chat. Thanks a million. He said, do you think Joe Gomez's injury is a cover-up by England? Something has happened by another player straight out of Van Dijk. It was very strange a couple of weeks ago. Um... Uh, Universal. Hendo's comments. Hendo's comments were the, were the big ones, and we spoke about it before. It's gone quiet again. Now, yeah. I don't know whether yeah, someone had a word with Hendo and said, stay, say nothing, but nah, I think it's a strange one. Right. I'm very, I'm right. very, I, I, I don't think if another player injured him at England duty, they could have kept it quiet. Because there's so many journalists all around the country that are in with all these players that come from all over the country that something would have been said. Even not even full blown, this is what happened. A little whisper and it would have been out there and they would they wouldn't have been able to dampen that fire. They would have had to just come out and explain themselves. Should the Liverpool but, players were at the bleeding thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, they and, and, and well, well, the but, but, but the Liverpool players would have been the easiest ones to keep quiet, Keith, in my opinion. You know, say fucking nothing. I do, but I, I think it'd be very hard to, to cover up something like that. But it, I'm worried about Joe Gomez because we see Virgil van Dijk and... You're talking about a setup that well, well, knew well in advance that John Terry was riding Wayne Bridge's wife, but mm, yeah. they never got back to him. So yeah. I wouldn't completely... And I'm not being... I'm, being, I'm not trying to be funny saying that, like... This is what you're up against here. So you don't know. I just hand those comments are, are strange. Yeah, because they are strange to me as well. You wouldn't say that. You wouldn't. You wouldn't single out that incident after what mm. happened to Van Dyke. So, like, how hard could Joe Gomez's injury be to take after you seen what happened to Van Dyke? Yeah, I think I. I think I personally think he he's referring to. In terms of the way it happened, in terms of so soon after Virgil, and in a meaningless friendly and training I yeah that's a fair point. I, I think he meant you know it was so hard to take in that sense but um yeah i'm with you um there was rumors wasn't there like that it was kane was the one who injured him but if kane injured him Hendo would have smashed him in the bleeding liverpool game no one went near harry kane in the liverpool in the sports game so we can give him a pass you know what i mean and i think he's safe enough that he didn't injure him do you yeah. know what I mean? And Rafael Sterling gets mentioned and Jordan Pink yeah, the, the, yeah, the fact that the England manager specifically said there was no one near him, he went when he, he said and, and Rab- So yeah, so he, he made that clear and I, I don't know. They he, he he wouldn't say that. Yeah, I, he, I just I just can't see I agree with you, Grace. I, I can't see something like that remaining. Um, where it is, and I know where you're coming from, Sean. You like, but that's that's a much more personal thing where people can be a little bit reluctant to say something. But on England training duty, um, or in the international duty on a training ground, something happens. I find it difficult to, you know, and, and let's be honest about it if Harry Kane does it, right, the chances are that an Arsenal journal will want to throw that out there just to get one over on sports. If Pickford does it, someone from the Echo that's Liverpool based, you know, or or a Newcastle journalist that doesn't like Sunderland would want to get that out there, you know, that kind of way, just to be snide about it. I just think it's difficult, but listen, you never know. Um, before we go, uh, hashtag Keen Strong. Um, you'll see that on the screen and you'll see it in the description on the audio download. We are working on this for this lad. The response has been brilliant. Um, absolutely brilliant. And we're staying with this league as 100k. You all know that. We are working on stuff. Um, we're working on putting something together where people can, I suppose, 
donate in a different way. They'll enter a raffle. That's how it's going to work. We're not too sure on how much it will cost you to get into that raffle yet. We're going to have to see what we have on offer. But what we're going to do, we, we've got great help so far from the likes of, um, well, I can say now, Kieran Thorne, that's in the that's in the chat, has donated um, a significant amount to this cause, and he's going to help us out with some prizes. Um, friends of mine that I know personally have seen it and come to me and offered um, money and prizes to me. Uh, Steve-O, as part of who, who of course is with the day trippers, um, he has put forward a prize as well, which is excellent. The Anfield Rap have helped us out. Uh, the Red Men TV have helped us out. Uh, Sean Leonard Art, um, he's on Twitter. His stuff is brilliant. He's helped us out. Carl Toyer, who you all know from Twitter, who does all the um, caricatures and stuff, he's helped us out. There's, there's prizes from all these people coming in. We're going to gather them up, hopefully by the middle of January. And then Football Prizes, who are one of our sponsors, are going to probably help us out in running this. But listen... It's our pinned tweet. It's in the description. If you can go in there and donate, you absolutely do so. If you can't, just take the take the link and share it across your social media. That's that's all we're asking for. Um, Imran Umarji says, we could do with replacing Naby and attacking mid for breaking teams like this. If we had a fit Naby, we would have won the game. Yeah, we spoke about it earlier. And But having said that, we need to change our approach um, more so than the personnel. That's my opinion anyway. Um but look, I think that's about it, lads. Um, before we go, the schedule's all over the shop, I'm going to be honest with you. Tomorrow is actually Monday, and it's going to be a Friday forecast show because there's Premier League games tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday. So we're going to have a uh, Friday forecast show tomorrow. Um, let me see. Tuesday, we've nothing on at the moment. Midweek fix on Wednesday with a match reaction, of course, to Liverpool v Newcastle. We're going to take Thursday and Friday off, if that's okay with you. And Saturday, when we're back Sunday with the fat back four. But we're, going to, we're trying to bring as much content to you as we possibly can. And that just means moving midweek fixes around, Friday forecasts around. Everyone is killed because it just stays on a Sunday. But even the forum is being sacrificed tomorrow for another show. So we, we're doing as much as we possibly can within the confines that we have. But hopefully then the following week it'll get back to some sort of normality. But listen, stick with us, subscribe, and we'll get you as much content as we can. Shawnee, anything else before we go? Now, just a uh, happy new year to all you gents because I don't think I'll see... Uh, well, I'll be in the fucking that asylum we call it on WhatsApp anyway. <coughs> Yeah, but uh, just to everyone listening as well, Happy New Year! Can't be much worse than 2020. So 2021 will kick on another league title. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get to do double for the parade. So yeah, uh, Happy New Year! Thanks everyone for tuning in. It means a lot. Uh, it's the reason we all do it. To be fair, um, he's got us through a lot of shite this year, and I'm sure we've helped you at the other end because there was a bit of crack. There was times when people were down they tuned in and turned things around so yeah thanks everyone for tuning in and uh, a happy new year and uh, kick on Wednesday and get another result and back on the bike absolutely Grizz anything else before we go Christmas sandwich anything related oh, anything? We've, co- we've covered it all haven't we but mm. just if I don't see everyone, we're the best boys are we doing I think we probably will do another show of some sort so I'll save me happy new years until that show well, the, I'm looking we'll here. Tomorrow we'll have the Friday forecast on a Monday. Um, <clears> Tuesday, <throat> I think we'll try fit in a match build-up show um, and yeah. look forward to Newcastle. Wednesday, we'll do a midweek fix, which will be a match reaction. Thursday and Friday can piss off um, because it's New Year. And Saturday, because yeah. we're recovering um, with sandwiches and cans. And Sunday, we'll be back with the Fatback 4. I'm um, looking forward to Sun uh, Southampton on the 4th. So, yeah, it's just all over the shop, Paul. 
that's the way it goes. Hectic. Yeah. Keith, anything else before we go? No, no. Echo what Sean he said. Like it's 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 been a pox of a year in some ways for so many people, but we we've just tried on this show and on the day trippers to get as much stuff out. And look, it has helped. People have said it's helped them. It's helped us. It's been a good year in that sense. But you know, hopefully, twenty twenty one brings us a lot more happiness and a lot more. Uh, when we win the league this year, we can all get together and have a proper piss up. Is what I'm trying to get to. Hopefully, in twenty twenty one. Yeah. And yeah, well, the vaccines are on the way, and I'm looking yeah. forward to a getting over to Liverpool to watch the Reds. That's that's what I'm looking forward to. I want to. We want to do something in Dublin where we all together get together as well. We also want to try to get everybody together with loads of musical instruments and have the crack for the day as well. Yeah. We haven't forgotten that because um, that would be just outrageous. People just can't play instruments trying to play them in the one place. <laughs> It'd be absolutely amazing. Um, case in point, me. But um, but we do listen. It, once this goes away and we're, it's a free for all again, we can do whatever we want. And um, we genuinely have the people on this show and we're in the LFC day trips to organise anything. I genuinely, especially if it's in. Dublin, we can organise anything and we can get you um, if you're in Ireland or in Dublin easy if you're in Ireland not, not too much of a problem if you're in England um, or the UK or whatever it might be it's it's only it's only a half an hour on a plane well unless you're Grizz and you're flying from Luton and you're wondering what the, the um, time difference is but um we can absolutely go mental when, when this all stops. And of course, the vaccines are on the way. So, so that looks good. But listen, um, head of, um, subscribers, Shawnee said, if you, if you're not, if you don't have us to 10k by the end of January, you should shut the whole fucking thing down. And he's right over now. Some cars are comfy on the inside, but don't have power on the outside. And some cars have the horsepower, but none of the comfort. I used to think there weren't any cars that were the total package, but that all changed when I got my Honda SUV. It's rugged and sophisticated, and right now, Honda has deals on the entire Honda SUV lineup. CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, you name it. So if you're looking for a car that's the total package, the only place you'll find it is at your local Honda dealer. Hurry before they're all gone. This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days? Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average, and customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up. A little off your rate each month goes a long way. Get a quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National annual average insurance savings by new customers surveyed in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations. Sports Social Podcast Network.